We are live. We are live yet again with another episode of Comic Talk. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and uh, we're going to be talking about this week's comics that came out this week. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, comics uh, come out uh, uh, weekly. Most series come out once a month, and then, you know, all those series, they get divvied up in whatever week. Uh, there are exceptions, like Amazing Spider-Man, uh, that seems to come out weekly now. Um, but, you know, we do the best we can to stay up to date with everything. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I can't do it alone. This will be a really boring show, so let me introduce my guest for today. Well, first... He's new to Comic Talk and new to the Keegan General, but he's not new to comics, and he's not new to talking about comics. We get we got Manny Batista. Manny, how you doing today? Hi, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Um, you, I, I met you on TikTok. You literally like your whole career on TikTok is comic books, right? Like, yeah, that's much. your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you like talking about comic books on uh, TikTok? It is so much fun. The community on, uh, on Comic TikTok was super uh, accepting of my stuff, and it's great to get to uh, talk. The The comments are always great. It's a really fun time. I really enjoy it. Um, I mean, you do really good work on TikTok, and that's how I found you, and I'm never letting you go. That's how it is. I'll stay. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I mean, what's really cool is, like, another TikTok creator that I saw on TikTok that, you know, won't stop hounding me. She keeps saying, like, when can I come back on the show? And I'm like, ah, next year. And uh, and then, you know, she she hounds me more. And then I'm like, fine, Ambrosia, you can come on the show again. Uh, we got Ambrosia Kett. Ambrosia, Hi. how are you doing? Good, how are you? Sorry for being so demanding. Oh, you, you just keep hounding me. You're like, I know, I know. And then, and then I not- even make you do it on my time, too. I'm like... I'm going to be late. Sorry. I'm becoming yeah, no. a diva. I'm sorry. You, you, you well, TikTok I wouldn't thing call you a diva. I know. It's TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I have like people who follow me. So now I'm like, I'm going to quit yeah. my It's my time now. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool that like, uh, you know, we got people following us. Uh, for instance, right now, uh, we are streaming to multiple platforms. Yes, it is true. Multiple platforms. That being said, our main platform is volume.com. Volume.com is a new streaming platform that is about like musicians and artists and performers. And so we're the niche geek content on volume.com. Uh, if you're not on volume.com slash the Keeg show, uh, that's where we're at. Volume.com slash the Keeg show. We've got 32 people watching us uh, on volume.com. Now, those out of those 32 people, I'm not sure who has accounts. It is free to create accounts. Feel free, create an account. Talk to us. Come into the chat. Let us know uh, what you guys are what you guys are are digging these days. Um, is this uh, is this chat working? Uh, basically, uh, uh, let us know because we want to know what you guys are digging. If you guys are reading anything. Uh, whether uh, uh, you're reading any comics, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, you can also upload GIFs. That's also cool with volume. So either or, create an account and uh, uh, come hang out with us. I'm trying to see if everything's working correctly here. Uh, But uh, uh, is Ambrosia good? Sorry, yeah. Uh, I just tried to type in the chat and it says that an error occurred. 
And then for a while, we were so offline. Weird. Okay. What do we got here? Let's see. I just want to make sure that everything's going good. Oh, see, see. There we go. Okay. I do see it. Cool. Okay. I do see it now. I mean, I can't type in it for some reason. Is it working? I could see Let's it. See. Also, sorry if there's a uh, crunch. I'm eating wontons. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, while I get everything. Uh, oh, yeah. It's one of those shows. Uh, <laughs> Manny and uh, uh, Ambrosia. Um, I, I don't know whether I've asked you both this. Well, Ambrosia, I don't know whether I've asked you this question. I guess what I... Um, what I wanted to uh, ask you is, uh, there's a lot of comic books out there, Marvel, DC, independent comics. If you had only enough money to buy one series, like, so I guess how, I, like, I guess Amazing Spider-Man would be cheating the system in this question, but uh, most of the time it's one issue per month. What is the one series you can't do without? We, so, we, we talked about this because yours was a team, a group, like, had to be right. deleted. And right. I I cheated the system because I said Amazing Spider-Man. And that's when we realized I was cheating the system. But that was only because that is the comic that got me into comics. Right. And I mean, Spider-Man's great. I, I love Amazing Spider-Man. It just so happens it's like a weekly comic now. But uh, and, and I'm excited uh, to talk about it because I want to yeah. hear everyone else's thoughts on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Manny, what's your uh, what's what's your pick? Uh, it's always going to change, but any Black Hammer thing that's happening uh, right now really? is Black Hammer Visions. Uh, I'm a huge Jeff Lemire fan, and uh -huh. those books are... Uh, you, you ever read Astro City? No. Uh, read Astro City. It's great, but okay. um, it's essentially... Oh, Mark Wade, right? What, uh, no, no, no. Kurt Busiek. I always get them mixed up, and I don't know why. But, okay, yes. They do similar stuff. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's essentially a more grounded, a little bit darker superhero stories, uh, that all have endings there. He does them in like short miniseries as opposed to one long ongoing. Okay. So he gets to do sort of focus on different parts of this, uh, world that he's created and they're all really good. Cool. Now, Jeff Lemire, he's the writer of Sweet Tooth, right? Yes. Okay. Which I really enjoy. I still gotta watch the show, but I love the book. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> have you seen the show yet, Dimitri? Uh, Sweet Tooth, I have not. Not yet. Good. Huh. Uh, looks like tech is being wonky. This chat is being wonky, so hopefully it uh, it uh, uh, clears up, you know, at a certain point. Uh, but we can still keep talking and uh, keep doing this, obviously. No problem there. Oh, I see Adele and I see Steph in the comments, but... There's an error on my end that's not allowing me to type anything. So, uh, uh, it says that you said yeah. something. You, you said hi. It said that I, oh, you yeah. can see the hi, the hi, and like, it's, at, yeah. at what point? It's uh, right after me, how I said, how I wrote testing. Oh, yeah, that went in, but I've been typing in hi ever since and it hasn't popped up. So, okay. and then, uh, we got Matt Moore, uh, Matt Morey out there, uh, frequent guest of the show. He's 
Uh, but he, yeah, he told me he can't type in volume right now. So, oh, so maybe uh, it's a volume issue. Yeah, I think it's a volume issue. Um, but it's all right. We're still doing the show, and uh, this I will port this out to a podcast afterwards, so it's all good. Um, while I'm getting a couple of things set up, um, Ambrosia, do you have any questions to grill Manny? Uh, I don't know if I can grill him because he is just grill like... Take, take the light and put it in his face. <laughs> he is like such like his brain. I would love to like just like... I don't know. You're so knowledgeable on... I feel like everything, like all of your TikToks are so good and I love them. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you are part of the TikTok community um, with Pop so Cause that's why like, so nice. I joined. Um, I think we're talking about how like, I don't know anyone who like in my little group of people who are into comic books. Um, and so I've always like kind of kept it to myself or, you know, I have conversations with, with myself about my characters, but uh, so it's been so cool to be on TikTok following other people like you who also enjoy comic books to have these conversations with. That's genuinely awesome. And that's sort of part of why I jumped on TikTok as well. I really needed an outlet for my nerdy stuff during, you know, the sort of quarantine pandemic time. Yeah. So. Well, and like I was on TikTok and uh, I, at the time when I joined, there wasn't a ton of comic book creators. Uh, and so I was just like going through people's like on their for you page. And I was like, this is stuff that I could do. Like <laughs> there has to be, cause you know, there's different communities. So I was like, there has to be a comic book community. Like there has to be other people who like comic books on here. And so it's been so much fun to find everyone and create for the most part. I feel like our community is like pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. And there's like different niches of like, like the geek creators, right? There's like the cosplay corner of 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 TikTok, and there's the Star Wars corner. There's a Star Wars cosplay corner. There's a Star Wars lightsaber spinning corner. Uh, there's that's like a whole the, rabbit hole. The lightsaber spinning people. Sometimes I'm just yeah. like keep going. I'm like these guys are so impressive. <laughs> I know yeah. they got me to well. Before I was always like, no, I don't need a lightsaber, but now I need a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah uh i some of them are really cool looking and i'm like okay maybe and then like a lot of the, like those creators are sponsored by lightsaber companies so then what? now they're pushing lightsabers which i'm cool with it's like all right let's uh let's you know get a discount on it i'm cool with that well, and then what I like about it, though, especially like with those sponsorships, is that it's getting other nerdy stuff out there. Yeah. Um, like, if everyone could have a lightsaber, do you know how cool it would be? Like, guys, bring your lightsabers to my barbecue. We're gonna we're gonna LARP it up. Yeah. Can, can you LARP with lightsabers? Is that a thing? Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I I don't. I'm sure there's Star Wars LARPing. Right. Well, if not, we could create it. Right. Also, who doesn't want to get invited to the lightsaber barbecue? I mean, <laughs> right. But you would be surprised. I talk about this all the time that I get so sad because my classroom is all Star Wars themed, and I'm like, I teach middle school. My middle schoolers are gonna love this, and all of them are like, gross. Star Wars. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's uh. 
I'm sorry, Ambrosia. I got over You have so much knowledge in something that the kids want nothing to do with. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why it was so funny. That's why I started bringing more comic books into the classroom. Uh, uh-huh. was because a lot of my students thought that comic books were created after the movies. So they were like, oh, miss, did you hear about the Endgame movie? That's so crazy that they made comic books after that. Guys, really? No. No. That yeah. is weird. Yes. The cart before the horse. Uh, it's like, I can't believe they made Harry Potter books after the Harry Potter movies. Right. Yeah. Huh. However, they did make Harry Potter Lego sets after the movie, so. Yeah. And that's your thing. Manny, do you do you collect toys? Uh I don't. I have a couple of figures sort of here and there. Uh yeah. but comics are my uh, my my main collection. Anything more and I would just have no money. Uh <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah. why and I work have... two jobs. This is why. <laughs> to support that that addiction. Yes. Uh, I get it. I mean, I understand. Uh, you have a lot of comics, Manny. Like, you have like how many shelves did you say you have? Uh, five, uh, shel- five shelves that are taller than me of uh, trades and hardcovers. That is so. Cool. See that? That's crazy. I, I guess if we're talking like those height of shelves, I have two, and then that's it. And you put me to shame, Manny. And then there's also another creator on TikTok, the Omnibus Collector. I've seen. Whoa. I don't know him. Like, yeah, he he has like a crazy amount of shelves, and they're all omnibuses. Like nothing thicker than like <laughs> this. Like each comic that he has. Um. So yeah. Uh. But it's it's cool that like, regardless of how many shelves of comics we have. Uh, we can we can get together and like talk this over. Um, so let's talk this over. Uh, uh, Manny, what is uh, well, what's a comic that we all read this week? Did what we did all you read two Spider read, Shadow? Manny? I think so. Did you read Spider? I Shadow did. I did. I have not read Spider Shadow. So tell me the premise of Spider Shadow, and then we could talk about the recent issue. I'm cool with spoilers. That's kind of what this show is about. I have loved this series so much. I so it's uh, it's part of Marvel's What If series, so they are bringing that back. So this was What If Spider Man kept the suit, the Venom suit. Uh huh. And so it was like a darker Spider Man, and it's been so good. I've loved it so much. I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say TBH. I've been loving this more than Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> really. Hmm. It's an alternate universe, right? Are there any big differences between that universe and this universe other than that he kept the suit? Uh, it's so everything up to when he gets the black suit is exactly the same. So we're working okay. in that like, is it in the 250s or 270s of Amazing Spider-Man issue I think, numbers? I think so. When he gets, when he first gets the suit. Yeah. Uh, and everything till then I'm, is the exact I'm really same. bad with issue numbers. I, I don't think anybody's good with them. Uh, there's so many. <laughs> um, yeah. But every, everything's the same until the point where, you know, he's like, Steve, get, the, get this thing off me. Ah. Uh, and then he that doesn't happen. He just decides he's going to keep it from there. And that's when things start to change. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it okay. follows right after it was uh, 252. There it is. Yeah, so right after, it comes like right after 252 when, yeah, he, he keeps it. Let me see if I have an image of this week's, uh, uh, no, I don't. But, okay, um, is it, uh, Ambrosia, you said you like it better than, than, um, uh, than Amazing Spider-Man? Mm-hmm, recently um it is a mini series and so i i do like that there is like a start and a finish right now amazing spider-man what we're on issue 67 um and there has been so many things that have happened in i feel like amazing spider-man is kind of all over the place like once we were with sin eater and kindred and now and then he had the new suit and then right um there was stuff going on with Beetle. Wait, was it Beetle? No. Um, yeah, it was Beetle and and uh, Robbie Robertson's son. Uh, I always forget his son's name. What's Robbie Robertson's son name? Randy? Is it Randy? Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Randy uh, and the Beetle are dating. Manny, yeah. are you reading Amazing Spider-Man? I am not reading Amazing Spider-Man right now. I don't keep up with when was the last time? When was the last time you read it? Uh... Within the first twenty issues of of uh, Spencer's run, so it's oh, been yes. a while. And Spencer's still going, especially because it's been popping out like every every week almost. Yeah. Jeez. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. And so I'm kind of over. It's just all over the place, and so um, and you don't know. There's really no ending. I feel like he keeps bringing up all these characters and all. Because right now we have. The chameleon and right. Jesse Parker. No, uh, not Teresa. Teresa Parker, thank you. Uh, which she was in issue 66 and then she wasn't in issue 67 at all. It's just right. It's all over the place. So well, it's, I think it's because the, the writers alternate, right? I think Spencer's because it's a doing, weekly because it's a weekly thing. But I think I think Spencer's been doing the whole thing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so then the artists alternate. The artists have to alternate, right? No artist is doing an <laughs> issue a week. There's no way. <laughs> There's no know. way. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, my Bryson. Okay, so Bryson did issue 67. Okay, yeah, you're right. So the artists do switch up. Okay, the artists switch up, but the but the writer doesn't. Yeah. Okay. But it feels like the writers do. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like that. But um, for a good Spider-Man story, I have been loving Spider Shadows. It's the art is really good on it. Uh, uh, Zdarsky does a really great job of making this thing that, for all intents and purposes, seems like like a pretty mad idea. Like, what if you just kept the black suit for a little bit? But he makes it really emotionally relevant. Uh, and he sort of touches on every part of Peter's life and how it's going to affect every part of Peter's life. Also, he makes so some real big decisions in this book that made me go, oh, you're making you're making like changes, changes. All right. Wait, what did does this have to do with Brock? Yes. Yes, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, interesting. And it it kind of like, I mean, it kind of made sense because Brock. Okay, ready for a spoiler, Dimitri? I'm ready. Okay. I'm fine. I'm gonna read it. I'll I will read it, but I'll probably binge everything. No, that, and that's great. 
Um, so Eddie Brock basically, well, not basically, he is Doc Ock. So they call him what? Brock Ock? Brock Ock. Yeah. Which, How like, does that happen? That's the most Zdarsky name for anything ever, <laughs> by the way, Brock Ock. <laughs> that's totally his brand of humor. Uh, and I, yeah, I was, I, I thought it was funny. Um, but it doesn't tell us how it happened, did it? Yeah, in the I think at the end of the last issue, he like pulls up on Doc Ock and he's like, "Hey, if anybody's gonna kill Spider Man, it's gonna be me because uh, he ruined my journalism career." And then from oh, there, funny. in this issue, he jumps in and we see he's got the he's stolen the octopus arms, I guess. Yeah. And maybe killed him. I'm not sure if they confirm or deny that he straight up murdered Doc Ock in the last issue. I'm gonna say he did with this. Like, there, I mean, Peter Parker killed people in this issue, which I kind of like. I kind of, I've kind of enjoyed, and I, I just, I also really love darker comics. So I think it was cool to see some of that in a Peter Parker story that's typically so wholesome. Did you ever read the J.J. Abrams Peter Parker or Spider-Man run? I chose not to. Good choice. Manny, what about you? Uh, I read the first couple of issues, and it wasn't grabbing me, so I stopped. Good, Oof. because I think that's where, like, this darker Spider-Man, I think that's what Abrams was going for, but it flopped. It was, ooh, I don't, I very rarely do I talk negatively about comics, but it wasn't good. Uh, did you read Life Story? Oh, I loved Life Story. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story? Yeah. I love Spider-Man Life Story. Zdarsky feels like he's taking a lot of what made that series great because he's doing, he's just, he did both and putting it into here. Uh, like that same voice for Peter is is still there. And again, he like just really hits the the, the emotional beast that he needs to hit here. Because mm-hmm. uh, at this point where, like, spoilers, I guess, again, uh, Peter's finally realizing that things are getting bad, bad with the suit because he's just like killed uh, like half of his rose gallery. He's like, oh, okay. All right, uh, there's, we got issues now. Uh, yeah. And we're getting both Mary Jane and Black Cat involved in whatever happens next from here with Peter and they're both, and they both care about him. It's, it's, it's been really good. Mm-hmm. It's, huh. uh, cause they recently have Life Story of Fantastic Four. Um, is Chip writing that one as well? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I'll tell you right now. Okay, cool beans. Hot rice. What uh, does it say? Marvel, just tell me right away. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's Mark Russell. Yes, oh. I love Mark Russell. Have you read it? Did you read issue one of it? No, not yet. I you didn't should. know it was out. I'm yeah, it came out oh, like two weeks ago. Uh, uh, Fantastic Four Life Story? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't read it for that week when we were talking about it, so I didn't have anything to say, but it's weird, right? Is it weird to me? Like, to you? I don't know. I liked it. but I mean, I, it's good, and I can't wait to see what happens, but, like, it's kind of weird, right? Fantastic Four Life Story? I don't know. I maybe I'm just a weird person. It was, it I'm was, not calling you weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think it was definitely different. Um, it's because the whole thing is like based in the 1960s. Um, right. 
and yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. You can definitively put your foot down and say you liked it. Yes, I did. I liked okay. It a lot. All right. All right. I have to read it because the Fantastic Four are my favorite superhero team. And Mark Russell is one of my favorite writers doing stuff right now. Oh, well, then there you go. What else is he writing? Uh, he wrote the genuinely fantastic Flintstones book from a couple of years ago. He just... Oh, that Flintstones book was so good. Yes. Yes. Somebody else who's read it and believes me. I sound like a crazy <laughs> person whenever I talk about it. It that does sound, it sounds really dumb, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, a Flintstones comic book, whatever. But like, no, it's super good. It's a satire. Yeah. No, okay, uh, I'll have to check it out. Um, but that's how I feel. Has anyone read Stray Dogs? Uh, I'm not reading no. it, but I think like Trevor uh, Reese, who's a guest on the show, I think is reading Stray Dogs. Oh, I, I love it so much. And I almost, like, I didn't get it because the cover is like very, it looks like like Lady and the Tramp or uh, like very cartoonish. And I was yeah. like, ugh. No, thank you. But then finally, someone was like, no, dude, you have to read it. So I finally sat down and read it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. So if you like, like, mystery horror type, I don't even say horror. It's it's literally Lady and the Tramp meets Silence of the Lamb. It's so good. You sold me. It's so I, weird. It's so right good. There. Check it out. That's super weird. Uh, right now, we got to. Okay, uh, right now we got 101 people watching us on volume.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, so uh, if you haven't created an account, create an account. You don't have to create an account to watch it on volume, but you have to create an account to uh, to chat with us, and we'd love to to see you. Uh, Matt Morey's in the comments over there. Adele is posting uh, GIFs. Slick says, are you all going to talk about Milestone's revival next week? Uh, yeah, I mean, if it, if those if those issues, that's what, Static Season 1 or something? The, the first issue was static. Uh, Yo, put me on. That, that comes I'm, out. <laughs> what? That's next week. Put me on. I'm. I really want to talk about it. Yeah. Really? I. I have been so excited for this milestone revival. I recently read their entire library from the '90s, uh-huh. uh, and it's genuinely great stuff. And I'm looking at the the uh, the creative teams that we got going on for this upcoming relaunch and. Uh, the 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 sort of primer issue that they did, I'm going to read everything literally the second it comes out. So I think you have I think you have your guy for next week. <laughs> I mean, I may have it booked, but you're you're maybe I'll kick myself off. No, I won't. Kick <laughs> Somebody has I have to still be here. You're the uh, glue. No, maybe we might. Uh, let's see. Maybe you just got? have four. Uh, no, I'll I'll ask one of the other. Uh, uh, I, know, I see Lex in the comments. Uh, Lex is, is Wednesday poll. Uh, he's there in the comments. What's up, Lex? Lex is going to be here next week. So Lex, for sure, uh, I will talk to the other guests uh, about uh, maybe squeezing Manny in. Uh, Wally264 says, is that a Blue Beetle shirt? Thank you. Thank you for uh, <laughs> for noticing. It's, uh, it is a Blue Beetle short. T- Ted Cord Blue Beetle is, is one of my favorite superheroes. Uh, mostly because I want to play him one day. If there's a live-action interpretation, I would love to play Ted Cord. Well, if I ever become a director, you got it. Thanks. Thanks. Um, uh, thank you, Adele. Uh, and Wednesday Pool says uh, he's a, a huge Milestone fan as well. So, yes, I will talk to the other guest, and perhaps, and I can't make any uh, decisions right now, 
putting me on the spot, everybody. Uh, but hopefully, you know, maybe it'll be Lex and Manny talking <gasps> about their That'd be so cool. Oh, no, but the other... I don't do want to say who the other guest is. Maybe we'll make, do a four-person. Yes, we'll do, do, just a four do a four-person. Person. All right, Manny, you're in, no matter what. Let's go. My schedule is clear. I'm ready. I, I'm just very excited. I'm sorry. Milestone. Yeah, I, yeah. The moment that I like read all that stuff and I was like, oh, this is good. I immediately went to my friends and started like preaching to them. I was like, read it. <laughs> yeah. The art for the new run, or at least there's a guy who was designing static and like all the clothes and like the fashion Nicholas stuff. Draper Ivy. He rules. He is so good. I follow him on Instagram uh, and, and and he is super good. And uh, uh, I'm excited. So uh, the art, art really makes a series, right? Like, it can really, like... Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there, there have been a couple books from, like, this, like, it's written beautifully, but, man, it's a drag to look at sometimes. Right. Right. And, or vice and versa. That's very true. Yeah. I love the artwork, and I'm just, like, the writing's like... Mm. Yeah. But that being said, like, like um, I was talking to... I was talking to um, Alexis Blake Reads Comics... I don't know if uh, if you follow her on TikTok. Uh, she's really into uh, she she's really really knowledgeable and she does a lot of an- uh, analysis of th- different things. But Bucky, Black Widow, the spy Marvel stuff, Captain America, like Brew Baker kind of uh, stuff is like her specialty. And so I think she was talking about the Phil Noto when Phil Noto drew the Black Widow uh, series or the mini series or whatever he drew. Uh, she was right, like, the story wasn't that good, but, like, Phil Noto, like, makes it work. And Phil so it's like, yeah, Phil Noto's so good, but, like, even if the story's weak, like, I get it. I'll, I'll still read it if it's Phil Noto. Um, I wanted to stay within the realm of Spider-Man just for a second. Did, I, I know at least one of you, did both of you read the Web comic, Web of Spider-Man? Oh. But Manny did, and I want to ask him so many questions. Uh, All right, I'm going to put the image up. Manny, feel free to talk about Web of Spider-Man. I did not read it. Okay, first off, okay, sorry. Easy, sorry. <laughs> Manny, I'm going to ask you a question. what's your question? Okay, your question? first off, I was super out of the loop, and I didn't realize that this came out until today, after, like, as I was driving. I'm like, oh, no, that came, and I wish I would have... Um, read it but right now we have like three spider-man series out we have uh amazing well, spider-man four. Do we, what, what? okay we have amazing Spider-Man. non-stop oh shoot non-stop spider-man uh amazing shadow. shadow non-stop and web web yeah. okay and then we also have miles morales but I, that's miles story yeah so yeah yeah but okay. like four peter parker stories yes which is kind of a lot what timeline is this, and how does it compare to like? Ooh, okay, can you? Uh, oh, here's the rundown. It's, uh, it is a non-canonical version of Peter Parker that is taking inspiration from the film version of Peter Parker. You know, he's sort of got a weird connection to Iron Man, uh, and uh, he's a teenager, but it's definitely not the movie version because they introduce a couple of characters in here that are clearly not in the MCU, MCU right now. Yeah, like okay. uh, Lunella Moon Girl is in there and Squirrel Girl oh. is in there. Uh, so essentially the premise, this is, I think, I'm pretty sure a tie-in to Avengers Campus, uh, okay. the, the like Spider-Man ride that they got going on yeah. there. Um, and it's Peter, 
Lunella, uh, uh, Squirrel Girl, and two other characters who I, whose name I'm forgetting right now, who aren't, I think, superheroes, uh, who are all hired by Tony Stark for this web organization to do science stuff. They never really specify what that science stuff is. And uh, these holographic versions of supervillains get out of hand. And so now it's these five super scientist teenagers having to stop them. It's very much like a, like an all ages Spider-Man story. This isn't going to be like your next like super dark, uh, really it's intense. It's not Spider-Shadow. Yeah, it, it very, very, it's almost the other end of that, right? Okay. Where Spider-Shadow is this like darker interpretation of Peter Parker. This is more like, let's just do a fun thing with these characters. So this uh, one is like one that I could have in my classroom and know that my students won't come home and be like, guys, Miss Kemp mm -hmm. had a Deadpool comic book in there and it says, What what age what age range do you teach, Ambrosia? Uh middle school. Middle school. Yeah, uh so when I was in middle school, my homeroom teacher had comic books. And he had I don't remember, I think he had Daredevil Born Again. Oh, Oh. I think. All I know is it was super violent. What what Daredevil comic is it where like he he oh. goes to like fight some hand or yakuza or something, and then the 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 prostitutes like try to like gang up on him? Was that a Frank Miller run? That's. Uh, I know this. I've read it all. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm afraid I'm, I'm mixing it up with Batman Year One, but I know I it's think, not Batman Year One. But. I think it's Man Without Fear. Is he not in the Daredevil suit yet? Is he in like the All Black? Or the he might be in the All. It was so no. long ago. It was junior high for me. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I think so. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in uh, Daredevil Man Without Fear, where he goes on this like he has like a whole confrontation and. Uh, somebody gets thrown out a window who ends up becoming Typhoid Mary later. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody gets thrown out. But they think she's dead or something? Yes. Yes. Man Without Fear. Yes, that's what it is. And so he had it. And so I remember reading it and, like, uh, he had that and he had an ish old issue uh, of, of Spider-Man. It's post... I know this part specifically. Black Cat gets her nose broken by black suit Spider-Man, I think, or another villain. And she has to wear, she wears like a, like a, just like a bandage or whatever across her nose, her broken nose, I guess. <laughs> I, and like, it's weird. That's what I remember from that thing. Anyway, uh, be careful, middle school teachers, of what you're putting in your, right. <laughs> put in your but room. then I'm like, listen, I hear what you guys say in the hallways. You say worse. This is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, <laughs> would, okay. So I, I think Web of Spider-Man works very well for that audience because it also doesn't feel like it's, like, one of those talking down uh, kids comics. Oh, like Marvel yeah. Adventures sometimes is. Yeah. Right, yeah. like those little kid versions of those comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm looking I can at it that. right now, and I also really like the artwork in here, too. Who is the artist? You were looking at the inside or the outside? Both. Okay, because I, I put up the cover right here for anyone who's interested. Yeah, I mean, it looks like that's Avengers Campus in the background or whatever. Like, Ooh. yeah, it's um, web, indus web Industries. Web Industries, okay. And we have, All right. some, we have some villains in here. We have Hobgoblin, we have Rhino, Do Dr. Doom. Oh, so yeah. 
Can you? Yeah, I don't think MCU is is, is uh, putting out those characters right off the bat just in this comic. Um, Adele says, "I'm so behind on my books. I'm still reading Silver Surfer Black. Silver Surfer Black was a good run, right? So good. Yeah. Adele, it's okay. I'm 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 pretty behind too. So you're fine. Uh, I am behind on Silver Surfer Black. I never got to finish it. Um. I think the only what? person who's ahead of us is Manny. I feel like Manny is just on top of his game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for yeah. some things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of continuing on with our Spider-Man talk, uh, did okay. anyone, well, because this is kind of segues. How, did anyone Okay, read, what's the segue? Uh, what is it? Uh, Night Gwen? Oh, okay. Uh, I did not read Night Gwen. Okay, so... Uh, so Heroes Reborn. Are you guys reading Heroes Reborn? I'm not. See, I'm behind no. on some things. <laughs> All right. So Heroes Reborn number six came out, and that was the Power Princess uh, uh, issue. Each issue is on a different member of Heroes Reborn, and Heroes Reborn is kind of satirizing the DC universe through the Squadron Supreme in Heroes Reborn. Uh, through some deal with Coulson and Mephisto, the, there is like this, I, I think, a pocket universe where the Avengers never came to be, and that the Squadron Supreme of America is the is the team of the world, right? And so it's supposed to mimic the DC universe, and they do like funny uh, homages to DC villains through their use of the Marvel villains. So like the Hulk is Bizarro; he kind of takes the place of Bizarro. And, and, and so on and so forth. But this one's the Power Princess uh, issue, and she's a lot like Wonder Woman, except she just kills people. And, like, yeah, that's her, like, thing. Have, she doesn't have an invisible lasso. She has the invisible sword. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Like, yeah and-, and then Thor appears out of nowhere, and she fights him, and they have no knowledge of who Thor is, but she's already killed Asgard. No, Algog killed the Asgardians and ate them already, mm-hmm. and then she... <laughs> Did you read this issue? I read this issue. Yeah. yeah. Heroes Reborn 6, I did. Did you? Yeah. yeah. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. The art is really good. And then it also, like, it like her axe, it's actually kind of cool. Her axe blade is a sliver of the Bifrost Bridge, so she can teleport with it. Yes. Which I that thought rules. That really cool. It really I is. think that's pretty cool, right? As much as, like, I, it's, like, almost like a parody of... DC, some of these characters, I'm like, can can we have like more of this? Because it's really <laughs> right. Good. Uh, uh, I would love to have an axe with the Bifrost like blade. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I I have actually I didn't think I was gonna like the series because uh, I'm like, oh great, another Marvel event. But it's actually I've enjoyed the series quite a bit. Yeah, and it's self contained too. Even the tie-ins um, have been really good. <sighs> Uh, like uh-huh. typically with the tie-ins, I feel like they're a hit or miss. But I've enjoyed all the tie-ins to it, except for I feel right. like, and this is where I want to talk about Night Gwen because I feel like yes. they missed a mark because uh, Gwen Stacy in this issue works at uh, Fudge. What is oh Ravencroft? She is a okay. psychiatrist at Ravencroft. Who does that sound like? Harley Quinn. Right. I think they could have done so much in there and made her like this lunatic 
because it's like an alternate universe so they could do whatever they want and they didn't right. and she's essentially like batgirl but right yeah that's kind of what she is yeah that's nightwood yeah well because falcon falcon's like jason todd like because falcon dies because falcon is named darkhawk yeah Dark, darkhawk. no nighthawk nighthawk darkhawk is a different character yeah it's not yeah. it's nighthawk okay yeah uh and so he, uh, uh, he, his sidekick is Falcon. Because that was last week's issue, right? Uh, that was last week's issue, yes. And then I, the week, the issue before, or the the week before that, we see that Miles Morales is the new Falcon. Uh, yeah. and so it's kind of mimicking a Robin kind of situation. Um, yeah. No, and that's where, like, oh, sorry. Oh no, no, where were you saying? I just thought, like, I, I feel like we missed the mark on this one. I have kind of no complaints, really, so far with the series. But I think it would have been really cool to see when Cece, who is a psychiatrist at Ravencroft, to yeah. be kind of a lunatic. Yeah. Especially because she should have been the, Yeah. Right. She should have been the Harley, the Harley parody, as yeah. opposed to uh, the Batgirl one. Yeah. Probably, I have a yeah. question about Heroes Reborn. Can you read it without being totally caught up on Aaron's Avengers? Because that's usually my big thing with that stuff. It feels like Aaron's events always feel like in the middle of his big runs. Can I read this? Uh, yes, yes. Oh. You just have to know two things. Uh, one is Blade is on the Avengers. I'm here and, for uh, And uh, Echo has the Phoenix Force. That's all you got to know. That feels really random. Like Blade, I knew about because I got to the to the like Vampire War stuff. But yeah. Echo defeated. I I have to catch up now. <laughs> there there was a big there was a big tournament, almost like a weird Mortal Kombat tournament for the Phoenix Force. And so Echo, I think loses, but then proves. I forget. This is Jason Aaron, right? So like Echo or Echo, I think loses against Namor underwater. I think. And then that seems um, unfair. Yeah, I, I forget. I forget exactly what happens, but Echo ends up getting the Force, the Phoenix Force. Um, it is kind of random. Out of all the people, but I think they're trying to push Echo because she's getting her own Disney Plus show. Well, and then I could be wrong because you know it's on Twitter and everything, and you see the most bizarre things. Um, but I. I feel like I just saw some news recently with Neymar too. Yes, with him possibly it's a rumor. maybe we don't know being the villain of Black Panther or being in Black Panther some capacity. Possibly maybe articles. Okay. Just, right. So then, and there was a possible maybe casting. Okay. Um with with Mexican actor Tenoch Muerta. There you go. That's what I think that's where I saw it. But so because we've seen Neymar twice now, which we haven't seen him in a while. And now we saw him in a King and Black series and uh-huh. then in this series. And so typically when they do that, they're. And he just popped up the Hellfire Gala. There's a good, oh. there's a good scene that I'll get to when we, when we talk about uh, X-Men, because I love me, my X-Men and right. things That's are getting crazy. We're, you're going to do the talking on that. Cause I, I haven't been keeping up with it. Yeah. Me neither. It's all, it's all you. <laughs> that's crazy. That's cr- I mean, that's crazy talk that you guys don't read X Men. X Men's like my favorite. Like- I read it. I'm just behind. See okay. It now? All right. 
I will read it when Hickman's done because reading Hickman weekly or monthly or anything when it's not completely done is madness, all right? He has too many graphs and too many small little details for me to remember for me to want yeah. to keep reading it month to month. I'll read it when it's done. None. I'm, I'm going to disagree there, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, it's kind of like watching Westworld. You have to watch Westworld week by week. Let it simmer. Stay in your brain. Think about it. Talk about it. Meme about it. And then get to the next episode. you got to be able to, like, let it sit. Because otherwise, like, I feel sorry for the people who are binging Westworld. By the way, sorry if you two are binging Westworld. But well, I uh, it's tomorrow, not anymore. Well, watch no, watch it, but like leave some time in between episodes because you have to be like, let it marinate. Yeah, you have to, and I feel like like Hickman definitely is that type of writer where like I'm I'm gonna like I didn't keep up with his Avengers World stuff and like all his Avengers titles when he was doing Avengers title, but like I'm sure that if I had been reading it for years, it would have been a cool payoff. I'm I'm sure. Am I, I wrong? Tried. I tried with his Avengers when it was coming out, uh, yeah. like, like when, when it started, when it was like Avengers and New Avengers, uh, yeah. and I got like that's that's where I that's where I made my Hickman rule because I got way overwhelmed and I was like, oh yeah, either I need a small notebook to take notes, or I need to let leave it alone and come back to it. But I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, uh, with the, just like let like getting a big piece of information breathing talking about it and then getting another big piece of information yeah do you feel though that that now that you two have tiktoks that it might be easier to read week by week and then talk about it and then go back and rewatch <laughs> yeah. the videos do i do that <laughs> no that's wait what weird. nothing what i don't know what i'm trying well i don't know Maybe. what that what? i don't know either what? anyway <laughs> uh I, i'm just saying that like like you guys get to be part of the conversation and thus, if you read things week to week, like even the three of us, we can then talk about it. And like, we don't have to feel so overwhelmed. Like I go on Reddit after I read these comics and then I read that. And then I get to talk with you guys here on this show. And then if I really want to do some TikToks and like watch other people's TikToks. And then like, I think that's like pretty cool then. Right. Reading comics weekly. For sure. It, it... I have I definitely looked through Ambrosia's page just to see what is actually coming out because I don't necessarily read weekly every week. Definitely a thing it that I. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, the thing is, what I was what I was saying earlier, where I was just sounding silly, um, was yeah. that sometimes you'll read a book and it comes out monthly. And then when it comes out, you're like, uh, what was the first issue about? So then I have to go back and watch one of my videos to like do a recap. And I'm like, okay, I remember now. Cool. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to go back, but that's what I do when I get the trade, when, when I get the trades, I'll, I'll, I'll read them weekly and then I'll get the trades and I'll read the trade and like, then certain th more things will click. I remember when I was a kid, I had maybe 10 comic books, like 10 trade paperbacks. And I read those like to infinity, like every single page I read over and over. And like, you could see it in the spines, like the sp they're just like messed up, but it's like, like Justice League year one, I've read so many times, Batman year one, long Halloween. Like these are the ones like, but now I don't do that that often. 
Well, and you know? I think part of that is that there are, so, I don't know about you guys, but uh, there are so many comics that are continually coming out. And then I hear about new things. So then I'm like, oh, I have to buy that. And then also trying to juggle adulting. Um, yeah. Of like, I would much rather read comics, but I have to write this report. Uh, that <laughs> right. I have as much time to go back and reread comics like I would want to. I definitely can relate to that. And it's, it's, it's that, it's like trying to keep up with what's coming out, but also doing like any cool back reading because they're finally... Uh, re-releasing a lot of stuff in trade that's been out of print forever and also DC Infinite yeah. and Marvel Unlimited exists which means that the entirety of both libraries are just available there so it's like oh I want to read this old thing but there's also like new stuff that I got to keep up with I got to make sure I have all the most recent trades for uh, whatever series is happening yep yeah. 100% and then just recently like I haven't been huge and independent over like the past years but within the past couple years I've gotten super into independent books and so now I feel like I've missed out on so much and uh so I don't know if any of you guys have read uh I'm a huge Johnny Cates fan and uh God Country and they're coming Ooh, out with the movie yes God Country is yes. so good yes and then so then it's like going back and rereading those and getting them and I realized I don't even have to trade back because I don't even remember how I read it but yeah so I, it's, it's hard. Comic, you know, people don't give comic book readers or collectors enough credit. <laughs> it's, it gets rough. Um, I want to do some shout outs real quick. Uh, I see some, uh, some cool people. Uh, there is, let's see. So we're, we are streaming to multiple platforms. Just so everybody knows we, uh, our main platform is volume.com slash the Keeg show. That's where that chat is being pulled from. Uh, but that being said on one of the other platforms, we have yes. NYC saying Manny with multiple <gasps> Manny, N's and multiple Y's. Hi. I don't know who that is, but Hi. <laughs> Yes, NYC. Uh, and then oh wait, I know got... exactly who that is. Hi, yes. <laughs> um, you uh, let's see. We got Matt Mori out there and Wednesday Pull out there. Um, there in the chat. Um, Wednesday Pull said this book sold out in a lot of places really quick. I think he's talking about Web of Spider Man. Oh. Might have sold out maybe because of Avengers Campus, and that would make sense because people are doing the speculative thing, but then they're also doing the speculative thing like as a fan, like oh, it's Disney related. A lot of people just want the Disney-related stuff. Or, like, Fortnite. Batman Fortnite, by the way, I've been talking about it for weeks. Batman Fortnite is amazing. It's, like, it kind of good, man. I Yeah. yeah. I read the yeah. first issue, and that was... I was like... Mm. Yeah. First issue is just an origin, but second issue is Memento. It's literally Memento. Okay, I'll like, go back. It's crazy. Each issue is something different. It's, like, a different feel in each issue. Um and I'm all for it. Um, so Matt Morey says the only thing he read this week was Star Wars Bounty Hunters, which I did read. Did you like uh, it? Uh, I haven't read it yet. Yes. But I've, I read I've been... both War War of the Bounty Hunters 1 and then Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Uh, well, I mean, we might as well just touch on it uh, here. I got uh, this picture. There's Star There's because there's four Star Wars series. There's Bounty Hunters, Dr. Aphra, Darth Vader, and then the Star Wars title. Right? Mm-hmm. I think those are the four. There's the so there's four titles, each of them doing a six issue run of War of the Bounty Hunters tie-ins. So six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four. That's twenty-four issues right there. Plus the six issue run of the War of the Bounty Hunters 
uh, uh, miniseries plus the tie-ins. There's like one-shot tie-ins. So we're dealing with like 36 plus issues total if you want to get the full story. Did I tell um, you that I'm going to be selling some kidneys soon? <laughs> to, buy, to, 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 to buy to buy the Star Wars comics? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be cool. Like, if you get them in trades, I'm sure there's going to be either an omnibus of all 36 issues, or you can get, like, literally the one, two, three, four, five, six trade paperbacks that there'll probably be. Um, six. Wow. You know. Oh, and Matt says there's also the High Republic series. But, yes, the High oh, Republic yeah. series is also there. There's two High Republic series. There's High Republic, uh, High Republic and High Republic Adventures, I think. Yep. Uh, but none of those tie in with Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters. But War of the Bounty Hunters takes place in between, um, uh, in between uh, Return No uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi, and it it's essentially Shadows of the Empire because there's a couple of things. Um, Shadows of the Empire is no longer canon, and it takes place in between. Um, Empire in Return, uh, and it has to do with the Crimson Dawn, right? Prince mm-hmm. Caesar, Prince Caesar is the leader of the Crimson Dawn in Shadows of the Empire, but Prince Caesar doesn't exist in the new canon, and the Crimson Dawn is coming back. Spoiler alert! Uh, do you know this, Ambrosia? Yeah. Do you know who? Oh, it's it's Kira, Kira. From... Oh yes, yeah. Sorry, I totally spaced. That's yes. the big spoiler. Yes, at the end, I love. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. Um, I hope I hope I didn't spoil it for no. Matt told me about the wait. He didn't tell me the spoiler. He told me there was a spoiler. But Kira from the solo movie is in this run, and she's bringing back the Crimson Dawn. Yeah. And so uh, things are getting intense, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good moments. I am so happy though that they brought her back because I feel like on this uh, at the end of the solo movie, you're gonna be expecting. I don't know. You're expecting more because, like, the way that it ended with her. And then I feel like yeah. it just kind of, uh, it, it felt like that they were going to have a sequel to it. but Yeah, it, they it, wanted to. And it just didn't do well in the box offices. And to be honest with you, I don't know why because I thought it was a fun story. I thought it was, I yeah. thought it was fun. I think so we I, got over, it was oversaturation of Star Wars. That's what yeah. it was. Well, I think a lot of people were disappointed with the trilogy. Or with the, um, the most recent movies that came out that when they Uh had this too, I think they were just like, yeah, I think they were oversaturated with it, but I'm really excited that they're bringing her in the comics because I think that's a great way to bring her back to see her. Yeah. um, What, what we haven't been able to see yet that I think that they were trying to amp up for. Oh, um, sorry if I spoiled it for Matt, Matt, I thought you had read it. Uh, Matt says Enrique never put it on his shelf. Enrique runs the comic shop that we go to. So uh, I'm sorry, Matt. Matt's primarily just been reading Star Wars comics and, and the new Alien comic, right, Matt? Ooh, Alien's great. Yeah, I mean it's 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 gross and good at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, gross is what you want to hear when describing an Alien comic. So you're in there. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean heads blowing up and that sort of thing. Okay, you know it is what it is. Uh oh, Matt did read that that issue. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, I think Sol- Solo should get a sequel though. Oh, I oh, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I. Uh, what'd you say, Lex? Oh, oh Lex says Donny Cates is the man. Yes, because him and I talked about uh, because what 
I think he was telling me because he Lex lives in Austin and or in Texas, and he was telling me about all the things that Donny Cates has done in that like in their community of Austin. And I was just like, I'm a bigger Donny Cates fan now. Yeah. So. Um, I I haven't read his indie work, so Ooh, you should read crossover. His indie okay. stuff is surprisingly good. I because I that's God when God Country was coming out was when I first read his stuff uh-huh. uh and like from there i read his other indie stuff like uh buzzkill and there was one more that he did with daniel warren johnson that's really good um and that's like primarily where where i was like man this guy's like really good and then he did Thanos wins and you know everybody was like whoa and i was also like whoa <laughs> yeah um and then what and then he also just announced that he's doing hulk Oh, yeah, he's doing the next Hulk. After Immortal Hulk ends, he's doing the next run of Hulk. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should check uh, out God Country, though. Most definitely. I Okay. I know that Manny read some indies, and we'll go over that uh, after we talk about Marvel and maybe, maybe go into uh, some DC, uh, maybe. Um, depending on what we've read. Talk uh, about X-Men. Well, I wanted to talk about Strange Academy first. Did any of you guys oh. read Strange Academy? No, I didn't. Okay, because Strange Academy is essentially Hogwarts, but in the Marvel <gasps> Universe. Stop! You, you haven't heard of it? You guys no. haven't read it at all? No. I've heard of it. I've been meaning to catch on up. Blah, 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 words. To catch yeah. up on it forever. Uh, but I have yet to. I looked at it this week, and I was like, oh, that's... I, I, I like, wanted to read it for the show, and then I was like, that's, like, 11 or 12 issues. I'm already reading yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I read... Well, I had to read this issue, issue 11, I had to read issue 9, and then I was like, I'm... I have... Did I read 10? And it turns out I read 10 without reading 9. I went, like, up to 8, and then went read 10, and I didn't know that I had done that. Anyway, the point being is, I read 9, 10, and 11... And so I'm all caught up, but it's a classic. It, it, uh, somebody shattered Toth and Toth is like a crystalline student that doesn't talk. And he looks like um man thing. And his oh. dad is a man thing. I, or he's either a man thing. His dad is either a man thing or the man thing. They call him Mossy, but I can't tell what that, whether that's just because his wife calls him Mossy like his wife is like a crystal princess. So Toth's mom is like a crystal princess. And then Man Thing, I guess, is his mother or is his father. And then he comes out looking like Man Thing, but crystal. And so um he gets shattered. Something kills him. And they have to put him together, which kind of mimics new X-Men when Emma Frost gets shattered. Um because one of the kids killed him, essentially. And that's kind of the gist. Um and there's a lot of really cool characters, but there's a lot of forgettable characters. Um, As was any school type book. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I think about like all these school type books, there's so many school type books in DC and Marvel, right? Like Marvel had uh, Avengers Academy. They had Wolverine and the X-Men, right? Love With that the, book. Uh, they had uh, 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 Future Foundation. They had uh, the Initiative, which technically counts. Uh, the initiative from, is kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, over in D.C., they're doing Teen Titans Academy right now. But they also did, like, Gotham Academy before. And, like, they've done so many other ones. Uh, and there's always 
which of the students is a bad guy? Like, they always do the same thing, and I don't know why they do that, but, like, Draco it's getting That's old why. for me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but but uh, uh, there are some cool characters in, in Strange Academy. Like, there's two twin brothers who are Enchantress's sons, and they're, like, two kids. Is this in continuity, or is this sort of its yeah. own thing? Oh, sweet. I have to yeah. check it out. Uh, that being said, I, I was wor- I, I wasn't sure whether which enchantress it is, and I think it's the original one. There's two enchantresses. There's enchantress, and then there's the second one that comes from um, Dark Reign, Young Avengers. That enchantress. Oh. You know who I'm talking about? The young yeah. one who's like a teenager. Mm-hmm. I, th- and she was gifted by enchantress, and she's like the second enchantress. But it's not her. It's the original enchantress. Sure. Has two sons. With some random Asgardian, like, like blue collar worker. So, all right. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I think it's cool. I again, I like my team books, and I like my like relationship books. And so, oh, Dormammu has a kid. So Dormammu's kid is is in the school. That's awesome. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and he's not bad, he you know, and which which is kind of which is a cool way. They also have a frost giant in in the uh, Strange Academy who doesn't go inside the buildings because he's too big. He's just <laughs> That's always so cute. outside. I think he has to like. He is also drawn really cute. He's just like this chubby, long haired little boy, but he's a frost giant, and so he goes <laughs> to school too. And like, am, there's like different things. I'm a sucker for like chubby little any creatures yeah especially if they have glasses he does not those would be those would be huge glasses but yeah uh there's a girl who is technically a zombie but she has an enchantment that keeps her like human looking and so there's like something there i don't know anyway there's a lot of mysteries in it i would recommend strange academy and it's only 11 issues in that's only two trade paperbacks you know? Yeah, I'll th- I'll add that to my to read list. Yeah. And then and then I'll talk um, about it next time. Cause maybe next time issue like thirteen will be out. Yeah. Uh X-Men, uh there was three titles that came out for X-Men this week. X-Men twenty one, Excalibur twenty one, and Children of the Atom four. <gasps> Children of the now, Atom came out? Oh dang. Yeah, I'm tired of Children of Adam. I care nothing about these <laughs> these kids. Like are you with me, Ambrosia? We've talked about this before, right? Yeah, because I'm I'm on issue three, and but I was the opposite because I liked them. Manny, do you know the premise of Children of the Atom? I have a memory of a promotional image in my head of what that was—the kids that sort yeah. of looked like the original X Men but weren't. Yeah. That is all I know about it. Please tell me more. Um, the premise is they're all humans. They're humans, but they love mutants. So they're trying to emulate mutants with, I with with like tech, I guess. Um, and they want to go to Krakoa, but they can't because they're not mutants. And they're trying to figure out a way to essentially like be mutants and go to Krakoa and just like live their life and their calling. And it's kind of weird in that respect. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, or at least it feels like there's a lot to unpack there based yeah. on what mutants are supposed to be. 
It's appropriation. It's kind of like an appropriation thing, right? It's yeah. like Rachel Dole. Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal Marvel. Like Rachel Dole Marvel. Anyway, whatever. I, I never I thought about it out. as like culture appropriation. Um, but it's kind of. No, it most definitely is, especially like in the mutant world. How, um, I mean, even now, because did any of you read, uh, maybe you read X Corps? Yeah. The okay. old X Corps? No, no, uh, it just no. came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, in this X Corps, like basically. And it's just X Corp, like, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my gosh. It's all right. Uh, no, someone nailed me on that too, because I said uh, on TikTok, I was, uh, what was it? Marvel Corps or X Corps? I don't know. I always yeah. do the PS, and everyone's like, it's X Corps. I'm like, oh, sorry. I even well, have, look, look, I even have my speech <laughs> therapy cards right here. I <laughs> Let me, let, our video isn't even on you right now if you wanted to show that off. Well, okay, there's Green Lantern Corps. The Green Lantern Corps is C O R P S, that's Corps, but X Corp is short for corporation. So it's X Corp yeah. oh. with no S. X Corp. Oh, okay. So it's not X Corp. Phew. I thought, yeah. okay, never mind. I'm not, I'm just going to stop. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in that one, basically, people are like, okay, we'll, we'll be fine with you because you're giving us this cure. So that's like their right. only way of like that, why they're okay with the mutants. And then you have these kids who are like, I want to be just like you. So, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Okay. So Children of the Atom, barely anything happens in it. And uh, I uh, don't recommend it until there's finally maybe a twist. Maybe there's a twist coming up. I do not know, but, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, also, all this whole month is 12 X-Men titles, and it's Hellfire Gala through 12 X-Men titles, but this one barely touches on the Hellfire. Like, it never shows the Hellfire Gala. It shows the kids being like they want to go to the Hellfire Gala, and that's pretty much it. So you don't see the Hellfire Gala in this, in that book. Now, in X-Men 21 and Excalibur 21, yeah, that's all Hellfire Gala stuff. Um, what's really interesting is they uh, Xavier and Magneto stroll up to Namor. Namor's chilling. They roll up in their gold and white uniforms that they have, or like whatever for uh, for Hellfire Gala. They roll up thinking they're hot shit. <laughs> and and by the way, I'm pro mutant. I'm pro Krakoa. I'm not a fan of the Krakoan establishment. Um, and this is where my politics come into play for <laughs> mutant politics. It's like I I like I. Yeah, anyway, point being is uh, Xavier and Magneto are like, hey, uh, uh, you know, if you uh, if we want Atlantis to be allied with Krakoa and, you know, if you want a seat at our at our uh, the Quiet Council, uh, which is the Council of Twelve, uh, we'll give you a seat there. And Namor is like, look, if I stroll into your Quiet Council, they're giving me a seat anyway, like regardless of whether you want it or not. And like, he's like, and then he's like, why would I want to be part of the Quiet Council? I'm already king of 70% of the Earth. Uh, you are just one island. Why would I want that? So he, uh, and they were coming at him being like, you're a mutant first. And he's like, nah, I'm an Atlant I'm like Atlantean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was this like huge talk. And then what's crazy is Namor leaves them 
like like being just a straight G and goes you drop and, the trident. Like, what's that? No, there was no trident. Did you do like a trident drop? No, that'd be cool though. Uh, but he'd he'd have to come back and get it then. Like, oh, sorry, I forgot this. Uh, well, uh, no, he goes and talks talks with the Avengers in private. So something weird is building up. Some people say the Illuminati is coming back, but there's not going to be any mutants on it. Oh, oh, oh. So there's some crazy loves his shit. Illuminati, so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if anyone's going to bring him back, it's it's Hickman. Um, but right now, that, that makes sense. The also, mutants are making enemies, you know? I, I like his costume in here. It's, he has, like, some bell-bottoms, some low-rise bell-bottoms. Namor? Spears. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't like his hair, though. It's like a mullet or something. Doesn't mullets it look like are, a mullet? Mullets are in, though. I don't know. But no. <laughs> um, there's a lot of cool things that happen in X-Men 21, such as... Um, and I'm doing a TikTok video about how Gambit loves Rogue so much. Because oh. uh, basically Rogue got onto the X-Men. They, they did a telepathic vote. All the mutants in the world, I guess, got to telepathically vote and uh, um, on who the X-Men team is. And Rogue made the cut, and then Gambit didn't. And Jubilee is like, hey, Gambit, you're not like upset that you didn't make it. And he's like, nah, that's cool. Uh, he's like, I'm going to spend time with my cats. And like, it's like, he he's so good to her. Like, that's literally what my next TikTok video is. Is like, how good of a partner Gambit is to Rogue, and how we should all vie for that. You know what I mean? No, it's so true. Cause I, I talked about how Reed Richards was like the worst husband. Yeah. To Susan. And wait, when did I talk about? Oh, just the other day I talked about how, oh, because Reed and Susan's was the first Marvel wedding that Marvel ever had. And then someone was like, yeah, but they're the worst. He's the worst. And I was like, that's true. Right. But then someone else just talked about how Rogue and Gamut were just perfection. And yeah. Yeah. Also, like Gambit, Gambit was always pretty like good with consent. Also, because you kind of have to be, otherwise you're dead. But, uh, like, with Rogue, right? But, like, he was always like, okay, I love you, and I don't have to touch you. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, they're, they're sweet. I love them. I love I love my X-Men. Um, anyway, uh, they put together the X-Men team in this one, and then uh, uh, it's a pretty, pretty good team-up, and then, um, or a team, you know, lineup. And then what happens? Oh, they hint that they're gonna they're gonna spread to Mars. I think that's the hint. That's what I gathered from this like hint. Okay. Uh, that Krakoa is next is like is gonna expand to Mars, and so we'll see how that goes. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, um, here's some magazine covers oh. of of uh, of um, the Hellfire Gala. Well, the two on the side are magazine covers. And then the middle is just a variant cover. But I just want to show off the costumes. I know. The costumes are beautiful. I yeah. love them so much. Yeah. Cool. I love them. Are you sad, Manny, that you're missing out? A little bit. A little bit. I, again, whenever Hickman stuff happens, it's like the the, the, the happeningest thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm over here like, 
you know, maybe maybe I should, you know, read a couple of issues. I don't know, catch up. I already read House of Powers of X. Maybe I'll, uh, you know. If you already read Hawkspox, you might as well. Hawkspox? as well. I've never I call read... it Hawkspox. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Yeah. You should trademark that because that's good. I don't think, I mean, I didn't come up with it, but oh. like, that's what I call it. Hawkspox. I've never heard anyone say it. I love that. It, it's, it's a thing. Oh. Yeah. Well, because you can't treat them like different series, you know? They're thematically different, but they tie in. They're essentially the same. I am infuriated about how they did that. This is speaking as a person who worked at a comic store that was coming out. Uh-huh. Just make it one series. Don't make everybody go, is this one the next one? or Because the there's a real reading order for those that's in the back mm-hmm. of every is book. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It is isn't one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four. There's like a weird point where there's like two of one and then two of the other, and then it's alternating again. Oh. Uh, just yeah. make it name it name it one thing and make it well, twelve issues. Yeah, twelve without issues. six and six. step it up. Don't don't make comics more confusing than they already need to be. This is why people are yeah. intimidated by them, and that's what makes me so sad because they're mm-hmm. like, I don't even know where to start. I'm like, yeah, me either. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I, I see it as like Hickman trying to artistically be artsy on like every aspect, even the issues and like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that was just an artistic choice and eh, all right. I'm all for it. Hotspots <laughs> was so good. I got the hardcover. It's Hot already Fox in the order sick. that I need. Yeah. It's and, the, and awesome. the graphics, the infographics were so good. Um, we got a, 362 people watching us on volume.com slash the Keeg Show. Welcome, everybody. Create a free account. Chat with us. Follow us on social media. Do all that jazz. Thank you so much. Uh, we have some other comics that I wanted to segue to. I know that Manny read some indies this week. Uh, Ambrosia, did you read any indies? Uh, I read Eve and okay. Black Cotton. Oh, okay. I don't have those images. Uh, oh. But I will open it up to you two to talk about these indie comics that you read. And then, um, and then uh, yes. All right. So, Manny, what indies did you read? Uh, I read Black Hammer Visions number five. Uh, Ooh, I haven't read that, but you're just saying how much you love Black Hammer. Yeah. It, this has been really interesting because Black Hammer Visions is essentially Jeff Lemire letting a bunch of other people play in his little playground. Uh, every uh-huh. single issue is done by a different creative team. This one was Kelly Thompson and Leonardo Romero, who you may know as the creative team behind the Kelly Th- behind the 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 uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye stuff for a yes, little while. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and this oh yeah, is, yeah. And this is them doing a single issue that's using the 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 sort of Batman Punisher analog in uh, Black Hammer, mm-hmm. um, and doing a sort of Batman Catwoman story that has a really really tragic and sad ending. Um, it is really good. Uh, Leonardo Romero's artwork is, uh, uh, is probably the best part of this. He does really great at facial expressions. He uses the nine-panel grid a lot here, which I'm a fan of. Uh, and despite the fact that each of the, despite the fact that each of these Black Hammer Visions issues has been written by someone who's not Jeff Lemire, they all manage to keep the spirit of uh, what Black Hammer is. Uh, and by that, and I mean, what is Black Hammer for anyone out there? Who hasn't read Black Hammer? Black Hammer is a book by Jeff Lemire, which is a uh, more grounded take on superheroes. It, it starts with a one story, which is about 
a group of people who used to be the world's greatest superheroes who are now stuck in this small town and sort of had to live a normal life and what that's like for them and why they're there. And then everything outside of that has been spinoff books that all focus on a different uh, hero or event or thing that happened in this sort of Black Hammer world. Every character is a take on a superhero that you already know, but with a lot of very clear differences that make them unique. And uh, this is all very character-driven and uh, character-focused stuff. So it's not about big superhero battles ever. It's all about how what these characters are going through are affecting them. Uh, and Black Hammer Visions is not focusing on just one character. Each issue is a completely different character in that world that we've seen before, but now we're getting a more of a spotlight on. Uh, this is the uh, Skull Digger, which is the Batman slash Punisher type of guy. You know, I'm Batman, but I kill. Uh, right. Um, and this it, it was a really it was a great it was a really great standalone issue and if you're trying to get into black hammer and want an idea of what that's like black hammer visions is a perfect place to jump in because again they're all completely standalone issues you can pick up literally any one one two three four or uh, five and uh not be confused uh because despite the fact that they're all tied to different parts of this they work on their own as just contained stories cool i'm gonna uh -huh. add that to my reading list uh what publishing company is it uh, Dark Horse. Oh, Dark Horse. Okay, cool. Mm. Sweet. I'm going to mm. read that. And what else did you read? Uh, the other thing was uh, Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. Um, oh. It's by Kyle Starks, who I'm a big fan of from his other stuff. Like, he did a book called Sex Castle that I really like, and he did another book uh, called Rock Candy Mountain. He sort of works within the, like, super goofy but still kind of edgy comedy. Uh, Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton is about... Uh, so... This guy who's not Chuck Norris, but is essentially Chuck Norris, you know, uh, this uh, really popular uh, karate fighting white dude on television uh, who's gotten a bunch of television shows and things like that. Uh, he dies and they're trying to figure out who killed him. But the problem is everybody fucking hated him. He was the worst to work with. Uh, we are specifically following six people who played his television sidekicks Uh who uh, all have a different relationship to him and they're all trying to figure out who killed him partly because they want to know and partly because they're like, we swear we didn't do it despite our like really weird and tumultuous history with this guy. Uh, right. The premise is really interesting to like, Im like it, it immediately jumped at me and uh, this first issue sets everything up really well to, for the mystery to actually start in issue two. Okay. Ooh. That sounds intriguing. I mean, it sounds like they released this comic so that they could be a movie. Like, you know what I mean? Do the comic to movie pipeline. Well, that, I mean, look at Berserker. That was like, <sighs> like, that is the, they already signed up a Netflix series before the comic oh. came out. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it is Keanu Reeves, so. <laughs> Let's hope it's not, uh, crap, what was the video game that was supposed to, be the Keanu oh, Reeves Cyberpunk? game. Yeah, but it was oh. kind of a flop. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And then, wait, Ambrosia, what did you read, indie-wise? Um, I read Eve, um, which is uh, through Boom Studios, uh, and it's a post-apocalyptic world, and this little girl wakes up, and everything that she wants to do is, like, gone. And so she has this robotic... No, it sounds weird. She has this robotic robotic teddy bear that, like, her dad had, like, pre-set up for her. So, like, when he... We don't know what happened to him yet. But who would essentially, like, walk her through how to save the world. 
It's that sounds interesting. Interesting. It's so good. Um, so check out that one. And Black Cotton. Um, this one's a smaller, it's through Scout Comics. It's a smaller um, publishing company. But this one is just so interesting because it is um, role reversal. So white people are actually the minority. And um, African, uh, black people are the majority. And so it's everything. Okay. It can be controversial because it's everything that we're dealing with now. So like, for instance, it's like issue one, we see a black or uh, a black police officer and he shoots a white girl leaving the convenience store because he thought that she had a gun and so then it's all about like how basically if you have money and like an established name that you could get away with anything uh, the concept of it is so good and then they're What's also the comic? Uh, it's called black cotton Okay. And so the interesting is, is that we don't know. So everyone is saying like, they'll walk into a room and they're like, black cotton, black cotton. And you're like, what? And it's almost like, we don't know what exactly it means yet, but it's almost like the hail Hitler. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's actually really good. So check, check that okay. out. So. Okay. Um, um, quick question. Uh, Cause I know Matt, Matt was saying, are there any Western comic books? Is that a thing? He's been on a spaghetti Western kick. He does love his Westerns. Uh, do you guys ha- know any Western comics? Because you guys read indies a lot. So, yeah. Mr. Manny, this is right up your alley. I like comics. Uh, <laughs> um, not that are coming out right now, but that have come out in the past and are really good. Uh, there's Six Gun by Cullen Bunn and Brian Hurt, uh, which is your sort of weird Western type of book. There are six uh, revolvers that each have a different crazy power like one shoots with the force of a cannon uh one can resurrect every person that you've killed as a zombie to help you uh one makes you immortal things like that and it is about uh this group of people who are after these six revolvers and what they'll do to get it um it it, if you're if you're like in the mood for a supernatural western kick that's definitely one to check out if you want on the other side a sci-fi western that leans way heavier on the western than does on the sci-fi uh, there's Copperhead, which is uh, a very simple, very simple classic premise. Uh, there's this uh, young woman who is a single mother who has moved into this new town and is the new sheriff of this small town, except, you know, it's uh, filled with like aliens and things like that. And it's her asserting herself as the new sheriff of this sort of Western town. Uh, that's really good. And the one last one is unfortunately out of print right now, but you can find it on Comicsology and on uh DC Infinite. It's the Jimmy Palmiotti uh, Jonah Hex run. Uh, oh, I forgot about Jonah Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, that run specifically is really, really good because one, it doesn't lean on the fact that it is that it takes place in the DC universe. It is very much like this is a straight up Western comic. Yeah. Uh, every single issue is a different standalone badass and cool Jonah Hex story. Uh, and uh, there, it's Every every it's like seventy issues, so you've got a lot to jump into, and it's all really good. All right, all right. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds uh uh uh, uh yeah, that sounds what? like a lot. Hopefully, Matt picks picks some of that up. What was Ambrosia? <laughs> Ambrosia, what were you gonna say? Um, westerns aren't always my cup of tea, so I yeah, I had no, I was no help. Sorry, but yeah. that no, that's I, I, I'm the same here. way. I like I like modern westerns better, like. 
like wet like western tropes the the tropes of a western but yeah. put into new things like like the mandalorian you know yeah that, no, that's that my sense. that's my jam uh, um yeah what were you gonna say I, I was gonna ask if, if anyone read any dc yes uh i did uh uh i read the dc pride uh book i didn't get to read any uh let's see actually uh manny i know manny read i got a little thing of of the books that manny read as far as batman mm-hmm. batman urban legends and batman detective right yes uh i'll start with i guess batman the detective um yeah do you, do you guys know the premise of this book no no uh so it's written by tom taylor who you may know from like uh the injustice comics and the the deceased stuff uh then uh writing uh, an actually amazing X-23, the On the Wolverine book. Uh, and this is a standalone, I don't think it's in continuity, Batman. It just feels super separate from everything else that's happening. Uh, there is this group of people who are all wearing completely white bat suits who are murdering people who were saved by Batman. Uh, and he decides to go on like a trip to Europe to uh, sort of figure out who these people are and what's going on. Uh, this issue is focusing on a uh, character, I forget the name, but I wrote it down. Uh, Henry Ducard, who trained uh, Bruce oh, in the yeah. art of like, yeah, the guy who trained him in like tracking people and stuff. I mean, it's 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 kind of Liam Neeson's character in Batman Begins. And then Liam Neeson ends up being Rachel Agul mm-hmm. and Henry Ducard, but yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he, he met up with Henry Ducard. He's like, hey, we need to like, figure out how to track these people because like I'm Batman, but I'm not like always, I don't like all knowing, like you're the guy here. Um, And so we explore his relationship with Henry Ducard in his training, which I thought was really fun. I always like to see the sort of middle ground Batman, like, like Bruce Wayne in his training days when he's decided that like, this is the thing that I'm going to do, but when he's not the best at everything yet. Uh, Yeah. And do you mind spoilers? Because it's kind of like a big, I don't mind. I don't mind spoilers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Henry Ducard straight up uh, gets killed, <laughs> and oh yeah, and uh, the Bruce Wayne, not Batman, is accused of it, uh, and that's how this okay. issue ends. So we're gonna, so we're seeing like, like there's police at Bruce Wayne's like hotel hotel in this, and they're like, you're you're under arrest. And he's like, what? I I was Batman the whole time. I have a cool new suit with like goggles <laughs> and a trench coat. Yeah, um, the the suit and detective is sick. Um, the other one, uh, Batman Urban Legends. Uh, I am enjoying this one a lot more than I expected to uh, because I don't care about Jason Todd a lot. Uh, I'm sorry if anybody has a real vested interest <laughs> in Jason Todd. He's, he's whatever. I like him. But, like, you know, I'm not in stories, love with him. Right. And I feel like his stories sometimes are, it's like a roller coaster. They're hit or a miss. <laughs> For sure. I'm I'm definitely on that same boat where like sometimes I'm like, oh, this character's really interesting, but a lot of times it's just like, what if we had a Batman guy that kills? Uh right. <laughs> and here this book is by Trip Sadarsky, so you know, the guy who's doing all the stuff we like on Spider-Man. Um and it's focusing a lot on Bruce's relationship with Jason now, uh in a in a post like three jokers world. You guys know okay. what happened in Three Jokers? Are we okay, yeah. 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 Um and I am really digging it. Um, right now, they're they're sort of working a case together. 
uh, Jason's accidentally adopted a child whose father he killed, and he's like, oh, I was the one in the, oh, man. Yeah, oh, mistakes were made. Uh, accidentally being, he was like, this kid was left at a, at a, uh, by his by his mother who was like suffering from an uh, overdose and he was okay. like you gotta go find your dad mm-hmm. and he goes finds his dad and his dad's like a piece of shit scumbag and Jason's like ah scumbag and then he shoots him without even thinking and he's like <laughs> oh no that was your and then Batman pulls up and he's like uh what are you doing with that child and why is he calling himself Blue Hood uh and Jason's like that's not what I meant it's, it's a whole thing and it's sort of exploring the parallels between Jason now accidentally having adopted this kid and Bruce Having adopted Jason when he was like this, you know, uh, like like this punk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there is a tenderness between these two characters that we don't really see happen very often. Because not only do we see Batman care about Jason, which happens pretty often, but we see Jason genuinely have a soft spot for Batman in a, in a couple of like really real moments in here. Like the the last couple of scenes are Mister Freeze like freezing up, like messing up Jason, and the first person he calls, he he goes he goes. Barbara, get me Bruce. And you're like, Jason Todd would like never do that on his own if things weren't super real. Uh, yeah. And I'm really digging it. This is also like a compilation book, sort of. That's like the main story. And there's a couple of side stories happening here. Like you get a short, uh, where is it? You get a short story with Lucius Fox uh, that I thought was really cute. Um, uh, there's a, a, a B plot with Grifter from wildcats yeah they're trying to bring grifter in and do more with him in the dc universe which is weird but okay <laughs> it, 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 it he's sort of like that grifter story has not jumped out at me like in the slightest it's like a uh, dude with red mask and guns who's sort of like a you know a, a mess has to deal in the shadiness of uh gotham you're talking about red hood or grifter exactly <laughs> uh yeah it, so like the the main the main story I'm really digging in Urban Legends again I'm not usually a Jason Todd fan but I'm here for uh, exploring this this relationship and what it is now and again Zdarsky seems to like I, seems to be doing a really great job with that uh, and the 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 side stories have been fun there's also a story with Tim Drake and it seems that he is on a date uh, with 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 a dude which I've I didn't know that Tim Drake was is five? that was in this issue people have been huh. talking about that yeah and I'm trying to. I was trying to find it. Did they actually? Okay, people on TikTok have been going wild about it, mm. and I'm cool with it as long as it's canon. If you're gonna make a choice, make it canon, right? right? Because that, especially because that's my biggest pet peeve right now, especially during Pride Month, is that mm. don't use it as a checkbox, like of just like, oh, we did our like, mm. we're gonna make this character buy for Pride Month because right. Like, no, exactly. Like, keep it canon. Like, if, if they're going to do that, then they need to be consistent with it. Don't just do it to be like, we're inclusive. Don't have it in this right. little corner book in a side story of this book that, you know, not a lot of people are reading. If you're going to make that this choice here, I want to see that reflected in the other stuff that Tim Drake is going to be in. Um, but that, and that, that seems like that's kind of like the only thing that happened in that story because it's very short. It's just like Tim seems to be like really nervous meeting an old friend and it seems like he's going on a date and he meets that friend and something happens, you know, villain happens, that guy gets kidnapped. Now Tim Drake has to go sort of deal with that. So they don't outright say that it's a date. It's just him meeting an old friend. But like, it's like heavily like 
He's like, ah. he's like had to like borrow a suit from Dick Grayson. They're going to like a very fancy place. He's super nervous. Like, oh man, I haven't seen him in so long. Okay. Uh, like if they if they're not doing it, then this is like the worst kind of like that kind of baiting that you could ever do because it's like right. It's really in your face in terms of like yeah. This is what this is. Uh, I'm fine with it. I just my my only thing is because people were like, well then why not just set him up with Connor? But like. <laughs> I also think that just like just like we're lacking in in the diversity there, we're also lacking in like why can't two guys just be like really good friends? Also, like we should have both. Like we can have both. You know what I mean? So like Connor and Tim always to me was like, eh, they're just like best friends. But then I do have a friend, uh, and she was like, uh, Tim tried to grow Connor out of a test tube, and I'm like, okay, you're right. I mean that's. Would you do that for a friend? I don't know. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know. If your friend doesn't do that for you, are you guys really friends? <laughs> I feel uh, like So I'm, I'm fine with that. Just like, they just have to make it canon. And Tim yeah. being bi, I like Tim and Stephanie, but if he dates guys, that's fine too. And well, like, you know. So Marvel did that last week in uh, Black Cat. Um, uh-huh. Has anyone been reading Black Cat? Black Cat's uh-huh. bi though, right? Felicia? Okay, but they never, they have never, like, made it clear. It's always, like, hinted, like, but um, they made her actually kiss. Oh, shoot, who did she kiss? Uh, she kissed someone at the end of the comic, but then they also made it, like, where she was, like, oh, but this isn't going to go anywhere. So then I also felt like it was just, like, an also, like, a checkbox that she had a kiss, but it's, like she blatantly says, like this isn't gonna go anywhere. We have different intentions in life. But. Let's. We might as well finish this episode by talking about the DC Pride comic. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, especially because we're we're roughly in that in that uh, territory right now. Um, DC Pride uh, came out, and it's kind of there's a like one shot on anthologies that both companies have been releasing lately. Uh, for instance, uh, Marvel did Voices of Women. Uh, they're yeah, voices of I think Mar- it was just women voices. of Marvel. Of women no, of Marvel. Voices I'm is coming out. Voices. Oh, okay. Yeah, voices. I think is the it's the Marvel Pride one. I think that's coming out. There was uh, a, like a well, Marvel Pride one that's coming out. There was yeah. a Marvel Voices before. Yeah, so Marvel Voices is I think their overall like title to their anthology. So there was one oh. about, uh, indig- indigenous or like Native American. Ah, uh, uh, yes, Mar- yeah. Indigenous uh, voices. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There we go. And so Marvel Voices is like their, like, umbrella or like the, yeah. the big umbrella. And then there's like different things that fall into that category. So like Indigenous voices. Um. And then they, we had like the women's voices. I don't remember what that one was called. It could have been women voices. I don't know. Uh. It, it was called Women of Marvel. Oh, Women of Marvel. Um. That, yeah. I did not like that one. Um, well, no, there was one thing I didn't like. I didn't find it as good. Um, and that was the short stories in between. Uh, but I've been talking about that for weeks now. Yeah, uh, it was otherwise all right. There was one specific person that you didn't like in it. Uh, Mariko Tamaki. Uh, I didn't like her short stories. She's writing Crush and Lobo now. Yes. And and I do like, I do like her Crush and Lobo. I was gonna I say I liked that series a lot. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's we're on issue one, but I I, I actually liked it. Tamaki yeah. also does a short story in DC Pride as well. I think I forget which one. Uh, oh, okay. I I would have to yeah I have to see because I didn't like her short stories in the Women of Marvel one. So 
that's fine. Um, did you guys? Did you, I don't think these... it's fine because this has been like weighing heavy on you. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. I just didn't think it was a good first impression for me reading her stuff to read the short stories that she did in the Women of Marvel one. Uh, I'm not giving her a hard time per se. I did think her stories and ideas were kind of basic. Basically, like, some of her short stories were like, what if Lady Deathstrike got her nails done? You know what I mean? And I just thought that was too, it was too basic for, like, something that I... Was that that was the Women of Marvel. or, Or was that Peach Momoko? No, it was. Mm, no, I think it's Mariko Tomaki. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up, but uh, but yeah, because she did all the short stories in there. Oh. Okay. Um, you're probably right. You don't don't look it up. I was. I, I I've been I've been hell hell bent on all of this for so like, uh, uh, for like weeks now. I better have been saying I don't think it's Peach Momoko. Because I, I actually, I, I like Peach a lot. Her artwork yeah. is beautiful. No, because Marco Tomaki is the writer, so. Okay. Yeah, it is Marco Tomaki. Okay. Um, women, women of Marvel number one. Anyway, the point being is, I just thought it was basic, and she can, and now I know she can do better. So great, you know, <laughs> Crush and Lobos is is better. Well, because it was like, what if Lady Deathstrike got her nails done? What if Medusa has a bad hair day? What if, like, Emma Frost doesn't want to do her makeup when she wakes up in the morning? You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, okay. I mean, I, I just wanted better. Uh, but then there's the Asian Pride or the Asian Celebration of Heroes uh, that DC did last week or the week before that I thought was uh, pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, except for their treatment of Cassandra Kane fawning over some boy. Which is like okay, whatever. But you I don't just like Cassandra Kane right now. I just feel it whenever I read anything with her, with her, I'm like, ah, yeah. you were so cool once. They're yeah. better. They're better now. Like now, she's mm. one of the Batgirls. Mm. So like Oracle is like has like Stephanie and Cass in the uh, in the in you know on the in the field. Right. It was great to see that in of... Joker. I think that I saw that for the first time. Which was oh yeah, awesome. they, they yeah. were in another one too. Mm. So you know. That's cool that that's like an ongoing thing. And then mm. Barbara, Barbara's in Nightwing a little bit. Uh, the new Nightwing one's really good. Um, but okay, so DC Pride, like any, uh, yeah, yes. any of these uh, stories stand out to you? Um, I like the wrong side of the Looking Glass. I thought that was a cool take of. Oh yeah, the, the Batwoman glass. one. Yeah, the art was beautiful. Ugh. The art was beautiful. Who was that? Um, that was Trung Lee Nguyen. Mm. Awesome. Uh, I also like some of these, um, like splash covers or whatever, <laughs> like in between. Instead of having short stories in between, they had like they had like, uh, like little little like covers or whatever artwork of like different couples or whatnot, um, which I thought were cool. I'm looking yeah. at it right oh, now. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I liked how they did. I think it was very like wholesome. It's like going through like a photo album. Yeah. Um, and this um, is a, a big issue too. Yeah, eighty something pages or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked most of the short stories in here. I think, and also I like the characters that we get to spotlight. Uh, like we got a spotlight on Jess Chambers. Uh, I'm yeah. a huge Flash and Flash family person. Uh, Have we seen her before? In this I is alternate a, universe, Jess Chambers. Yeah, this I think in a future state, 
issue. She was in a future state comic. I don't remember which one. Uh, oh, okay. Is, is that the future then? Oh, it I'm, is the future. I, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the story that we got in here was like a really small contained little, just like she's got a date. So she's got to, you know, fight some villains and they introduce a new, a uh, new version of mirror master. Uh, yeah. Which I wonder if that's, that's gonna, that's gonna cross over into the, to the rest of whatever Jess Chambers ends up in later on. Uh, yeah. But it was just like a, it was just like a, re- it felt, like a fun flash story and I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the other one that is I, she non- like... bar- she's non-binary, right? Or, uh, they yes, are non-binary. non-binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's cool. And you can see it in their fashion choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause there's like a, the classic fashion, like, you know, getting dressed type montage. Uh, sorry. Continue. No, no. Um, the other one that I, the other one that I really dug, but that's just because I freaking love this character, Renee Montoya, getting getting a like a, a sort of quick little detective story. Yeah, uh, Renee Montoya rules, and uh, I want her in everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, what story uh, was that one in? It was, I think it was Try the Girl. Yes. Okay. Sorry, that's what I was looking at right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to think about Alan Scott right now. Mostly because Alan Scott, uh, to me, growing up, was like, you know, he was Alan Scott, and then his son was gay, Obsidian is gay, and then and then there's uh, Jade, uh, but, uh, but Obsidian was gay, and then when the New 52 happened, they made Alan, Alan Scott on a different world, and he was young, and then he was gay, and then because of death metal or whatever, they brought everything together. So everything is kind of like smushed together now. So now the Alan Scott we know has just been closeted the whole time. And now he's coming out as an older man, which would be cool if we see more of that. But this short story was just kind of interesting. I agree. I think that's an interesting thing to be explored in like a, and like its own almost, you could like do a mini series about that, or yeah. have that be like a side plot in a JSA book. Yeah, because uh, I would also like to see how his peers react to this, because the JSA is is such a very like, like it's a weird mix of like old dudes who have been there forever and like young right. hip kids. Uh, so to see the sort of dynamic in the team and sort of how that works after that is like yeah. more what I want to see than something like this. Yeah, you want to hear my hot take? Please do it. Uh, Hawkman, Carter Hall would be homophobic, but Carter Hall would also be like, no, but guys just like grease themselves up and wrestle sometimes. Right. Like, (laughs) like he's that, he's that type of homophobe where he's like, oh my God, I don't know how to look at you anymore, Alan. And it's like, we've wrestled before. Like what? And he's like, but that's just what guys like, I don't know. He's that type of homophobe. I'm just saying. Because uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, J, the JSA lineup and be like, who wouldn't be okay? And I'm like, okay, Hawkman, because he's very set in his ways. Right? Him and Green Arrow have like issues with each other, so I just assume right. anyone who has issues with Green Arrow is just like a hard, hard right kind of dude, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Hal tries to like fly that line between like wanting to be a good person and then also like having those like preconceived notions of like what is order 
so anyway, but yeah, Alan Scott uh, 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 kind of exploring that in a JSA thing, which this might be leading into because both Obsidian and Alan Scott were both on the JSA. Um, you know, um, Obsidian more like more for Infinity Inc., but still, like he was on the JSA for a little bit. Um, uh, Ambrosia, what, what, which one did you like? Um, surprisingly, I thought this was going to be my least favorite one, but I, I want to say it was my favorite, but I thought I actually liked it, which was the Harley Quinn and the Ivy one, uh, Green Ivy, uh, sorry, not Green Ivy, um, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy, yeah. Um, because there's something wholesome about a couple fighting crime together, well, I wouldn't say fighting crime together, but who are just, like, right. working together that I just love, and so I thought that this was going to be, uh, sometimes Harley Quinn, I think, could be overdone and could be an overkill. Uh, but I actually, surprisingly, I liked them together. So, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I definitely like the couple of Harley Quinn and, and Poison Ivy together. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of the that issue, but, yeah. um, also, I don't know whether. The whole Dreamer uh, one takes place in the Supergirl show, whether it's in the DC universe. It feels they show because there's like a little a little a part at the end about all about Dreamer, uh, or you know that they do like the bios of the of yeah. the TV characters, right? Yeah, and this seems like this is like the Dreamer straight out of Star Girl, uh, for or not Star Girl, uh, Supergirl. Is it? Or yeah. is she going to be in Star Girl? No, because those are different Earths. Got it. She's got in it. Supergirl, just like mm. Brainiac. Uh, uh, Brainiac Five is from Supergirl, and like right now in the DC universe, Brainiac Five's not chilling in the present. He's still in the future. So I feel like because this is written by Nicole Maines, who mm. is Dreamer in the Supergirl show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know that so she wrote the comic. Yeah. So and and Nicole Maines is is a uh, uh, a trans activist, and so. Uh, Dreamer is also trans, and so uh, uh, that kind of uh, she um, has like an attachment to the character, you know. I love um, that. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, I just didn't know where to place this in continuity, but the art is really good. Uh, also, uh, on that, I really dug that every single, uh, or at least writer I know here, yeah. were all queer creators in some way. Were uh, they? Yeah. yeah. And um, so Marvel and DC have both have been keeping up with that of like when they did their indigenous voices um and their uh Marvel women women of Marvel like I mean, right. when when they've been putting that out they make sure that all of the of the creating team are part of that group um that they are okay. celebrating which I I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I like the Midnighter Extraño uh, team up. It has John Constantine in like in like a little bit of it. Um, I also like Nazi vampires. Nazi vampires are fun. Just punching the what is it? Midnighter punches one its head straight off, and I was like, Yeah, that's that's the most Midnighter thing. Hell yeah! yeah. Is is James Tinian queer? I'm pretty sure. Really? I okay, think. I didn't know that. Oh. Huh. Um, and then there's the final one, uh, the, there's the, there's a final one I'm trying to, that's the one with, um, Aqualad at the Pride Parade. Mm -hmm. Um, Aqualad's face looks too smooth 
from what I remember, but okay, fine. <laughs> a lot of moisturizer in that. Uh, but in the end, they kind of have a joke, kind of a joke team up called JLQ. And I'm oh. looking at this, this lineup and I'm like, I don't remember when was uh, Natasha Irons, uh, uh, when was she gay? It feels like I, a Morrison thing. I don't. I cannot confirm nor deny if it is a Morrison thing because I know she was heavily featured in Morrison's action comics for a little while. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I, that's that's my big best guess, but it also could have been because I know she was part of Titans for a little bit with. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Like the second team that might have been over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I didn't know that Ray is gay. Um, I knew that Ray is gay in the Arrowverse, but I didn't know that Ray is gay in um though I just feel funny saying the Ray is gay. Uh <laughs> uh is gay in, in Earth Prime or whatever. That so, I definitely remember happening. That was when he was on the Justice League team with Lobo. I think it was called JLA, uh, with like Killer Frost, and they had all those one shots uh oh, okay. leading up to that. You remember that? I don't. Uh, this was like a couple I, of yeah. years ago. I think it was Steve Orlando. Okay. Who, okay. Uh, made that who uh, made. Yeah, that it's record. when Lobo's on the Justice League. Yeah. Okay, but he is gay in that. Yes. Interesting. Um, and that's and cool. Um, James Tinian is that how you say his last name? Tinian. I always called it. Uh, I always called him James Tynan. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I, I always said Tinian, but I don't. I don't know. No, I, no, I, I think you're correct. Um, it could be Tinian. But this again, again. This is why I have my <laughs> my flashcards. Just kidding. Um, but uh, he is openly bisexual. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then yeah, at the at the back, uh, it does have the little bios of 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 the live action characters in their profiles. So when was the last time we saw Bunker? I, I just noticed Bunker was in there. I was like, what? Uh, he's in Teen movie? Titans Academy. Got um, it. Well, Teen Titans Academy is kind of cool because the the older Teen Titans are teachers. The younger Teen Titans, like the most recent run in Teen Titans, they're seniors in the Teen Titans Academy. And they constantly go on like, essentially, it's like internships, right? Like they're going to fight crime, but then the younger students don't fight crime. They just train and learn. Oh, okay. That, that feels yeah. like a like a almost like a spiritual successor to that Titans book that was out uh, in the early two thousands, where they had, like you had the main five, and then they were like, "Damage, you're part of this," and Jesse Quick, you're part of this, and we're gonna we're gonna train you like because you guys don't know what you're doing. Is that the run where Kyle Rayner is part of like the Titans and afterwards. he takes Donna Troy? Uh, no, that's a little afterwards. Um, oh, is that where Wally and Jesse Quick are both on the Titans together? Yes, that's the one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that idea of like older, more seasoned vets training the new kids. So, um, that's cool. I'm all about legacy. Um, so yeah, yes. JSA was really good with that. JSA was really good with that. Um, wait, who does who's Extraño dating? No, that's not Extraño. Who's a... Yeah, that is Extraño. Is he dating that Wilderbeast-looking guy? Is his name Wilderbeast? Uh, I don't know. Because in, in the final page, he's kissing him. But who's that? Oh, it's... Uh, it's no, that's Tasmanian Devil. 
That's who it is. He has like a big T on his chest. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look up more about that. Anyway, um, I mean, that's pretty much exhausting, like all the books that we read this month. Uh, I know that you read Good Asian, Manny. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, because issue two came out. Issue two. I have yet to 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 uh, to read it, and I want to. It's I've met the writer before years ago, back when he was edit he was editor of Vertigo uh, when I met him, and then now he's writing for is that Dark Horse? What's uh? I think it's I think it's Dark Horse. I th- I know he did one thing previous to this. Was it? Oh uh, no, it's Image. Okay, because I know he did a, I know he did a miniseries previous to this. I think it's Infidel was also him, which was like okay. really good. Yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, it's good, right? Good Asian. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. I'm interested. It's like straight up hard boiled detective sort of stuff, except with a in the like weird time of the 30s uh all right it, it it's really good one more thing real quick yeah jail justice league last ride i read i did read that i did read that i have it set up here let's see um way better this issue was way better than the first one the first issue was like a throwaway you don't even have to read the first issue the I like second the first one issue. though the first day nothing happens in the first issue no, I don't know why I liked it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I liked, like, Superman and Batman. They were like, oh, I don't like you. I don't like you either. But I guess we have to work with each other. Yeah. It's an alternate universe. It's an alternate timeline. Right? I think it's, like, in their contracts that whenever there is an alternate timeline, Batman and, and uh, Superman, they have to hate each other with a burning passion. Yeah. Right. There is no, there's no, there's no alternate timeline where they're like, we're friends, you know? Oh. <laughs> Um, well, now someone's going to hear in, this and they're going to make sure that Batman and Superman are like BFFs. Yeah. Please. I'm cool with that too. Right. Yeah. I like them being friends. Like in the, is it Tom Taylor when he does, uh, when he does the Selena Kyle, Bruce Wayne wedding thing and the lead up to it. And uh, so like Tom King, Tom King, sorry. Oh yeah. Different Toms. Um, <laughs> and so like doing the whole double date thing, um, has been uh, uh that was cool so um we gotta wrap up this episode uh for the sake of time there's 115 people watching us on volume.com uh thank you so much for watching us out there uh we are also on other platforms uh so wherever you're watching us please like follow subscribe uh uh copy link do it all that do all that stuff tell us hi thumbs up whatever whatever uh we definitely appreciate all of you watching out there uh, also create an account and then you can click follow that's also cool do that on volume.com um but uh before we get going uh manny what's your social media if you want to say that out loud and what uh what do you have coming up anything you want to plug uh you can follow me on tiktok at manny's picks on instagram at manny's dot picks uh right now it's just keeping up putting out videos on tiktok uh, i do stuff about I do recommendations for Indian superhero comics. Uh, I do stuff about comics history uh, that not not in universe, but out of universe with the writers and things like that. Uh, and uh, that's uh, that's about it, I think, for now. All right, cool, cool, cool. I, I recommend to anybody out there that that has a TikTok or uh, to follow both Manny and Ambrosia on TikTok. They do amazing work. 
Uh, and if you don't have a TikTok, create a TikTok because uh, TikTok is way more than just a D'Amelio sister dance thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's way more. It's it's you get what you want uh, out of the you know with the algorithm. So that's always cool. Uh, Ambrosia. Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Ambrosia underscore Linda, and then I am on TikTok at uh, Comics and Cupcakes. And then I have a comic book history lesson podcast that comes out uh, bi-weekly. Okay. All right. Where can we find that? Uh, on any place you get um, podcasts. Podcasts. Uh, okay. Spotify, Apple, um, and then those other fun streaming ones that I don't know off the top of my head. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, thank you both, uh, Manny and Ambrosia, for coming on the show, talking uh, 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 uh uh, very uh, uh, intensely about comic books and all the comics that we read this week. Um, next week, yeah, Milestone does come out. So Manny, yeah, why don't you why don't you come back? I will be here. I will be. Re- I, I will have extensive notes. I'm. I like yeah. Milestone. You're just I'm on so Zoom the whole to time. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep Zoom on for a whole week. You're just like I'll, I'll be here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely come back. Definitely come back. And Ambrosia, you know, I'll have you back. Because then I have uh, to be down. Yeah, you, you're sounding me. Um, so thank you, everybody out there, to the audience out there who have been watching and, and putting time in and, and enjoying this. This is Comic Talk, where we talk about weekly uh, comic books, comic books that came out that week on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. TC Comics come out on Tuesdays. Marvel Comics and Independent Comics come out on Wednesdays. And then we talk about it on Thursdays. So it's a little bit of time, like enough time that we read them. And uh, we, we talk about them. This is a weekly show. We also have uh, our Loki after show, which is after every Loki episode. We do a 1 a.m. Pacific time uh, after show for Loki. Um, so that started this week, and we're going to continue for five more episodes and get that out of the way. And then we also have the Keeg back, which is our shooting the shit guest uh, party game type uh, show that we do on Friday nights. And then every other week we do a Saturday day show. So you'll see the little, uh, the little, uh, uh, graphics at the end. That'll kind of show you our schedule, but thank you so much. Follow us on Instagram at the Keeg show. Follow us on TikTok at the Keeg show. Uh, follow us here at, uh, volume.com slash the Keeg show. We are all over the place. Thank you so much for your time. Manny, Ambrosia audience. We're going to peace out once again. This is, uh, uh, your host Dimitri Pereira and this has been another episode of Comic Talk uh, wait let me do it again Comic Talk <laughs> peace out bye